Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details. I wish I had the time to tell you a story about a man called Charlie John. But I don't have that time tonight. But you gotta realize if old John was here after going through, he'd look back at that old mule and said, Since I can't shout in your church, since I can't dance in your church, hold my mule. I feel like shouting right now. I come to tell somebody I feel like praising, praising him. Well, well, help me out, y'all. Oh, I
good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, Thursday, May 24th, 2018. The time is 9.30 p.m. When the Apple Valley City over critically acclaimed Bishop, Sergeant Overseer of the Greater Armations, Centers Our Church of Jesus Christ, Dr. Alpha Moore tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night. It's our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study. Tonight, Dr. Bishop Moore will preach and teach the Word of God. Just sit back and relax, and let's take this journey, the spiritual journey to heaven's abound. God is everything. He is love. He is peace. He is understanding that surpasses all knowledge. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. All you need is love. Adopt a love from Jesus Christ himself. Tonight, Dr. Bishop Moore, we will preach and teach what does say of the Lord. He will give you what the Lord wants you to have. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go on the spiritual journey for Dr. Bishop Alpha Moore. God bless everybody. Thank you. Thank you tonight. Amen. Kitasha, amen, for bringing us on again. Praise the Lord. We are just so grateful again, amen, to be here tonight. And certainly this is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice therein. Amen. It's a blessing to be able to come to you in Radio Land once again. And as my announcement says, amen, it's going to be food for thoughts, food for thoughts, amen, for the soul. We are, amen, going to feed your soul. Praise the Lord and asking you that can get a prayer through, amen. Pray along with Dr. Moore tonight, amen, and let us all be blessed by the word of God. Praise the Lord, amen. We're going, <laughs> excuse me, we're going back, amen, to the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew, praise the Lord, where I was uh, teaching on last week, and I find, amen, that to be very interesting. Uh, The 25th chapter, amen, of the book of Matthew, it reads, it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom come. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 7. There are three keys to these verses, amen, that are very beneficial to understand this parable. And as we studied on last week, amen, uh, first of all, amen, we notice, amen, that all ten were called virgins. They were all, ten of them were called virgins. Secondly, they all had lamps while they waited for the bridegroom. Thirdly, none of the ten virgins in this parable were the bride. The reason for the marriage was that the bridegroom already had a bride. Many have uh, the assumption that the five wise virgins represented a, the bride of Christ. But none of these ten virgins represented the bride. They were friends of the bridegroom or the children of the bride chamber, as it is mentioned in Matthews 9 and 15. I of the five wise virgins do seem to represent the body of Christ, which is identified in the scripture as a man and not a bride. In the Jewish wedding, the bridegroom usually arrived around midnight. Someone accomplished the bridegroom would run ahead and cry out, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Then they would arise and they would trim their lamps. 
So they go out to meet him. And they would accompany him back to the bride place. In this parable, they all had lamps. Evidence they were all bunnings at one time because the unwise burden says, our lamps are gone out. We want to, amen, reference this to end time prophecy. Amen. As we live in, in the end time days, this problem, amen, can be very easy to speak in, amen, about end time prophecy. Prescribe it, amen, five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. The whole sentiment, amen, in this story, amen, it teaches, amen, that we we must be watchful. We must be watchful. Only those who are prepared for his coming will enter the kingdom of God. We as believers, we must be watchful. We cannot be caught off of God. We cannot allow the world is overcharge our heart with foolishness and things that just not becoming of the Lord. We must be watchful and we must stay prayerful because, you know, we don't know the minute of the hour the Son of Man shall come. Are you watching for Jesus? Are you really waiting on Jesus? Are you really expecting Jesus is to come? Or, amen, have we planted that word in our minds? Yes, we know one day he's coming and we leave it there and we stop watching. We stop observing the things, amen, that is around us. We stop, amen, uh, listening at the prophecy of the Lord. We stop, amen, reading the word of God. But the key word tonight to every believer, watch. Watch. They all started out watching. They all Started out, amen, with a good notion that they was on their way, amen, into heaven. They all started out. But the five foolish virgins had failed to prepare for the bridegroom. Now, as this may, amen, be, amen, a Jew as a whole, and it could be Jews and Gentiles. But I want to say, as a believer, amen, have you failed? Have you failed to prepare yourself for the bridegroom coming? You started out, amen, doing fine, amen. When you first got saved, you started out, amen, uh, 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 being witness for Jesus. You started out anxious to get the work of the Lord done. But, amen, God has delayed his even delayed his coming. And you've seen them witness as many as you want them to witness to. Now, now you're slowed down, but are you prepared? Are you prepared to meet the bridegroom? Many of us, amen, don't stop being prepared. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't fast anymore. We hardly pray. We don't read the word of God like we used to. We feel like it's not necessary. We feel like we know enough. My brothers and sisters, you will never know enough of the word of God. Draw nigh unto the Lord, and the Lord will draw nigh unto us. But the five wise answers, and they say, not so, not so. We, we can't help you. There is something in life, amen, we just can't help others with. The Bible says, save yourself from this weekend and adulterous generation. Amen. Some, amen. You can tell Jesus to anybody. But you can't help everybody. Not so that there will be not enough for us and you. I don't have enough oil, amen, for you and I both. I only have just enough for me. 
to begore ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. Do you have oil in your vessel tonight? Believers, tonight do you have enough oil in your vessels? Every day that we are on this earth, as time, amen, is winding out from us, we're leaking out oil. And while the bridegroom, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and that were, they were ready, they went in to the marriage, and the door was shut. Please, don't let the door be shut on you tonight. The door of salvation, don't let it be shut. Quit procrastinating and saying, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do better. I'm going to return to the Lord. Don't take that chance. You don't know the hour. You don't know the minute that God is going to take your breath from you. That's a trick of Satan. I'm going to. And never fulfill, I'm going to. These virtually no doubt, amen, uh, that this parable is revealing an end-time event. It's talking about end-time. We're living in end-time now. An event for which some has failed to make preparations. Somebody is going to fail tonight to make preparations is to meet their God. Amos say, be, be prepared to meet thou God. Are you prepared tonight? Not tomorrow, for the script, uh, scripture expresses itself and says, the day that you hear my voice. Not tomorrow, hard not your heart. Today is the acceptable time. Right now, where the blood is running warm in your veins. There are many believing men that they're going to rise and see tomorrow and try to obstruct. And many was not ready to go back with Jesus. This is one of the beautiful parables, amen, that I have ever studied. Amen. The story clearly paralyzed the catching away of the church for the marriage supper. We're going to be snatched away from here. We use the word snatched away or rapture. However, amen, what you want to believe, amen, but we're going to leave here. The church is going to leave. But is all of the church going to be ready? Jews and Gentiles alike, is all the church going to be ready? Well, the problem here is illustrating us that five of them was right and five of them wasn't. Places in heaven during uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb, which will take place in heaven during the same time as the great tribulation on earth. The church, the body of Christ, being caught up to heaven, will escape the wrath of God and will be poured out on the earth during the seven-year period in Revelation 4 and 1. Revelation 5, 9, and 11. First Thessalonians 4, 16, and 17. God's wrath is going to be poured out on the children of disobedience. God's going to snatch his church out of here. It is close enough for Jesus to come than what we ever have felt. But are you prepared? Are you are you prepared? Are your life prepared to meet meet him when he when he do come? He's warning us every day of our lives that he's coming, but many of us is not taking heed to the warnings. Warning comes before destruction. There is warning all around us, all around the world, amen. We know that there is something that's not right. All around the world, amen, we know, amen, that we can be taken out of this world by some kind of nuclear power or some other disaster. Warning is everywhere, but we are not taking heed. 
it is evident from verse 10 that half of those waiting for the bridegroom were not prepared at the time of his appearance. Half of them wasn't prepared. Therefore, they were not recognized as a guest of the marriage supper. Half of them wasn't prepared. They wasn't ready. They wasn't ready. That is astounding. Amen. Half of them is not going to be ready. I'll be prepared, amen, to meet at the time of his appearance. They were not recognized as the guests for the marriage supper. Lemon says, after came also the other virgins, amen, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now, they're supposed to have been watching. They're supposed to have been ready at all times. But they, they got idle-minded. They let the world overcharge their heart. Because the Lord didn't come when they thought he was coming. They, amen. Because the Lord delayed his coming. They began to start doing things what they wanted to do. What the flesh desired. But when they made up their mind to go back, the door was shut. Then they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now they want the Lord, amen, to do something for them, amen. And the Lord done warned us all the time. They watch. For we know not the hour or the minute when the Son of Man is going to come. But now they want the Lord to open. But he answered and said, truly, verily I say unto you, I never knew you. I don't know you. That's a hard thing for coming from the Lord to humanity that has supposedly been born again, supposedly been walking with the Lord, and, and the Lord tell them, I never knew you. Why would God tell these virgins that I never knew you? It was not a man because a man, uh, 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 he, he didn't like them, uh, amen, but he told them, I never knew you because something else. Your work, your work, your work that you were done wasn't right. Your work was in iniquity. Your life that you were living was not right with me. It didn't line up on line and precept on precept. I never knew you. I never knew you. And then they began to tell the Lord, well, didn't I pray in your name and I prophesize and then I preach and so forth? Amen. But God said, your work wasn't right. Watch therefore, for you knew neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man is coming. Matthew 25, 11 through 13. And we do not know. We don't know. It is significant, amen, that the bridegroom says, I knew you not. Rather than I never knew you. As is stated on another occasion in Matthew 7 and 23, I never knew you. Don't let your living be in vain. If God be God, serve him. But if Baal be Baal, then you serve him. Don't fool yourself. You're either going to live right for Jesus or you're going to, amen. You're going to obey Satan. Verse 12 seems to imply, amen, that he had knew them at one time. He knew he knew them at one time. However, he did not recognize them as a guest for the marriage because they were unprepared. When they went to the marriage supper, they were unprepared, and he didn't recognize them. Oh, praise the Lord. 
unprepared people from an unprepared place. The problem being they had no oil. They didn't have no oil. It is essential, amen, for Christians is to keep oil in their vessels. Which which is in this problem, it represents the source of their They didn't have no light. They light them went out. If you don't have no oil, amen, in your vessel, your light them went out. And this seems to be a major problem. Amen. As we look at it today, amen, many people that say they know Jesus, they light them went out. They don't have no oil. Until we do some spiritual investigation uh, into this matter, then we will find it to be a problem of a major consequence. The lamp must be burning. Your lamp, your lamp must be burning. Are your lamp, amen, as a believer tonight, are, are your lamp burning? Let your light shine. Let your light shine before man. That he may see it and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Are your light shining? Father, in these Scripture reference carefully, for they laid a foundation that will go, that will give you a better understanding of this parable. The spirit of man is the count of the Lord. The spirit of man is the count of the Lord. It searches all the inward parts of the belly. Proverbs 20 and 27. The spirit of the Lord is a count. Amen. The spirit of God goes down into your belly and searches all parts of your belly. Everywhere sin is that the spirit of the Lord goes and searches out because it is a light. If we have a Bible, amen. It's a light. Today we would say it this way. The spirit of man is a light bulb which God used to enlighten man to bring him out of spiritual darkness. If you in spiritual darkness, you need a light. And the word of God, as David said, the, 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 uh, the word was a, a light to my my. my Excuse me. We need a light. And that light, amen, that we need is Jesus. But you got to have some oil in your body is to carry Jesus. The light of righteousness rejoice. But the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Now the light of righteous rejoice, but but the wicked shall be put out. Proverbs 13 and 9. The wicked lamp is going to be put out. If you don't have no light, you don't know where you're going to. When the bridegroom came, the lamps of the five foolish virgins, they had gone out. It, it, it didn't went out. Five of them remember them. Well, why the five of them were food? When the bridegroom came, when it was necessary for them to go into the place where they were supposed to go, amen, they left had went out. Keep some oil in your, your vessel tonight. Jesus is the light. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that were made. In him was life. And the life was the life of man. 
St. John 1, 3, and 4. In Jesus was life, and the life was the life of man. Through Jesus Christ, man have a light. When Jesus said unto them, yet a little while, here the light is with you. Now walk while you have the light. Lest darkness will come upon you. Walk while you have a light. Yet a little while, you see the light. But I'm not going to be with you always. But walk while you have a light. Lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knows not whether he goes. If you don't have a light, of the knowledge of who Jesus is, amen, you walk in spiritual darkness. It's bad to come into a house, amen, that is dark. You need to turn the light on so it'll illuminate, amen, the whole inside so you can see. Amen. We need Jesus in our lives so we can see. While you have light, walk in it. Believe in the light that you may be the children of light. St. John 12, 35 and 36. Jesus is the light. Jesus Christ was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. These scriptures help us better understand this statement in Proverbs 13 and 9, that the lamp of the wicked shall be put out, because they light, amen, it's going to be put out. It's not going to shine always. The wicked is not going to shine always. The light is going to be put out. But you can't distinguish, amen, the light of Jesus. Jesus' light is going to last forever and ever. Hear ye the words which I against you, even in lamentation, O house of Israel. The virgin of Israel is fallen. She shall no more rise. She is forsaken upon her land, and there is none to raise her up. For thou says the Lord, for thus says the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek me, and ye shall live, Amos 5, 1, and Amos 2 and 4. Amen. But Israel done fail. Israelites done went out. And I, 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 amen, I know the Lord is speaking about Israel, amen, as a whole, but I must say, amen, not only Israelite went out, the Gentile life is going out. Where's your oil at? Talking about Christians all over the face of this earth. But the Lord say, uh, again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built. O virgin of Israel, thou shalt again be adorned with the tamarind and shall go forward in the dance of them that make his mirror. God saying hey, to Israel, I will restore you. Your light, amen, is not going to be out always, amen. It's out right now. Even at this present time that I'm talking, amen, I know many Jews have come to Jesus Christ, but the whole nation of Israel have not. They lied it out. But God said, I will restore you, according to Amos 5 and 1. Amen. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing you to have church again. I'm allowing you to go out with the tamarines, amen, the women with the tamarines, amen, and amen, they go out in a dance. I'm going to allow you to praise me again because I'm going to turn the light back on. Oh, hallelujah. Set thee up way marked. Make thee high heaves. Set thine heart towards the highway, even the way which 
thou wantest to turn against. O virgin of Israel, turn again to these, thou city. Jeremiah 31, 4 and 21. There is no doubt, amen, that these scriptures, pathetic, amen, scriptures are referring to Israel as a virgin. Stating, amen, that the virgin has failed. For these verses, amen, seem to obvious that the five foolish virgins could represent the Jewish people, Israel, as well as also the Gentiles who has not received Christ, the Messiah, as a true light. Amen. There are many Gentiles have not received Jesus Christ as a true light. Proverbs gives us another clue as to why their lamps has gone out. Oh, beloved, don't let your lamp go out. It's time for Jesus is to come. Don't, don't let your lamp go out. Don't be foolish. I know many of you would believe like I do. You know Jesus is coming. And we must occupy. We must occupy till he comes. For the commandment, the commandment is the lamp. The commandment of Jesus Christ is the lamp. And the law is his light. And reproof of instruction are the way of life. Proverbs 6 and 23. What a revealing statement. The commandment is a lamp. You keep the commandments of the Lord and you can see. If you keep the commandments of the Lord, you can see. And the law is light. Those that, that were under the law, amen, if they kept, amen, the law, they were under light. To the Jews, the law was their light. To the Jews, the law was their light. When Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, it passed away. And their light went out. When Jesus fulfilled the law, there was no more light. For the Jews, they light went out because they man they believe in the law, but the law could not do in that it was weak. God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to come and condemn sin in the flesh. The law was good, but the law couldn't bring what Jesus brought to us. While Jesus fulfilled, it passed away, and there a light went out. Both David and John made some relevant statements concerning this matter. For thou will lighten my countenance, me up, Lord. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. Psalms 18 and 28. Lighten my countenance. We need a light in the inside of us. We need the spirit of God in the inside of us. For the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. A greater light than than the law. The revelation of the new covenant came by Jesus Christ. If the commandment was their lamp, and they all had lamps, it is clear from the combining information from several previous scriptures that the lamp represented the human spirit, enlightened man. The lamp, amen, represents the human spirit. Do you have a light shining in you? It ought to represent your human spirit, that you belong to Jesus, that you belong to Jesus. 
God is, it is God's spirit. It bears witness with our spirit. They give the light of salvation. It is God's spirit that bears witness with our spirit that gives us the light of salvation. Read Romans the 8th chapter, verse 16 through 17. Jesus came to fulfill. He didn't come to destroy, but he came to fulfill. Jesus himself said he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus fulfilled the law. Matthew chapter 5, 17 through 18. Jesus had indeed fulfilled the law to the letter. And it passed away. As Paul revealed in Romans chapter 10, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Romans 10 and 4, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. But the law was more than just the Ten Commandments. We don't keep the letter of the law today. We keep the spirit of the law. We don't keep the letter, but we keep the spirit. Paul says, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Can you keep that law? Can you keep the spirit of that law? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Because if you can't keep that, thou shalt love our neighbor as ourselves. Galatians 5 and 14. I'm talking about Christmas now. If we love our neighbor, we won't steal from him. If we love him, we certainly won't kill him. So righteous people, they, they don't need the law except to show what sin is. Romans 3 and 20. Spiritually dead, people can't keep the law. Paul said, the letter of the law giveth, but the spirit giveth life. The letter of the law killeth, but the spirit giveth life. God is a spirit, and we that worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you keeping, amen, the law of Jesus? By the spirit of the Lord? When Christ came, Israel generally speaking, Close their eyes to him and his redemption work. When Jesus came, amen, the Jews, amen, they, they generally, amen, they, they generally speaking, amen, they closed their eyes to him. They, they, they refused to believe he was a Messiah. Since the law was a source of their life, when it passed away, their light went out. When Jesus came and, and, the, and the Jews didn't believe in Jesus, their light went out. Proverbs 13 and 9. How important it is, amen, is to have the light of Jesus Christ within you. Jesus stated, amen, in John Gospel that he was the light of the world. St. John 8 and 12, it seen clearly from the scripture that the Jews had no light because they rejected the Messiah, who is the source of all spiritual life. This is contrary, typified by the five foolish virgins whose lamp had gone out. Somebody didn't recognize us. Do you recognize what time of day it is right now? 
all his time, amen, for you to watch like never before. The five wise virgins, they represented those who recognized Christ as their lamps, their light, and they received him as their savior. The aura represents eternal salvation, which is the source of spiritual life in the reborn human spirit. You've got to be reborn again. In order to get this life in you, you've got to be born again. In St. John 3 and 3, Jesus says to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In this parable, even though all the virgins, they were praying of the bridegroom and probably had received an invitation, they didn't all qualify as a guest for the marriage when the bridegroom came. They didn't all qualify as a guest. Symbolize and reveal, amen, that it was because their relationship with God was not maintained through his son after the law passed away. They didn't have the right kind of relationship. In order to get to heaven, you're going to have to have the right kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember, he is the light of the world. And if you don't come through Jesus, amen, you, you, you climb up any other way, you have the feet and a robber by night. Jesus is the door, amen. You've got to come through Jesus in order to obtain salvation. You've got to come through Jesus, and you've got to, amen, do what Jesus told Nicodemus. You've got to be born again. You've got to be changed. Nicodemus was a common-minded man. Even he was a ruler of Jews, amen. He should have known what Jesus was talking about. But he, he, he wanted to know, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter into his mother's womb the second time? And Jesus had to reply to him, that is other flush is flush. And this is other spirit is other spirit. I say unto you, you must be born again. He must be changed on this side. Paul revealed in Galatians that those who are trying to be justified through the law, they don't fail from grace. If, if, if you try to be justified under the law, you don't fail from grace. Those that live by the law, they will be judged by the law. But since Jesus Christ has come, he has fulfilled the law. We now live in under grace. It is true that there are many Jewish people who has received Christ and have the light of life. However, the majority of the nation of Israel, they will go through the seven years of tribulation. Uh, Scripture teaches that a remnant will be saved. Isaiah also cried concerning Israel. Through the number of the children of Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sands of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Romans 9 and 27. Israel ignored God's righteousness. Amen. When you know who God really is, you just can't ignore his, his righteousness, whether you Jewish or Gentile. Brother Paul said, Brother, my heart desire and I pray to God for Israel is that they might be saved. There's a might in that. There's a hope in that. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. 
They love God, but not according to God's knowledge. If they would have known who God was, they never would have crucified Jesus. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God, 10, 1, and 3. They, they have not really come to, amen, the righteousness of God. They, they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Not that they don't hear it, but amen, when they hear it, they still rejecting him. They are still spiritually blind. Israel as a nation is still spiritually blind. But God got a way. God got a way to wake up his people. Brother, in my heart, desire and pray to God for Israel that they might be saved. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. If you're a believer, amen, you know Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. To everyone that believes. This statement, amen, should be proof enough that Christ put an end to the law for righteousness. Now, in this dispensation, you must be born again to obtain eternal salvation. In this dispensation of time we live in now, every man and every Boy and girl, they got to be born again. You got to be born again. You can't see the kingdom of heaven if you have not been born again. Some want so once again, the lamp of the five foolish virgins Running before the bridegroom came. But when he arrived, their lamp had gone out. In the final analysis, the lamp represented the human spirit. For it is the lamp of the Lord. Now, when the Lord comes, amen, is your lamp going to win out? You are not watching. You're not prepared. As many of you hearing my voice tonight, you're not watching for Jesus. You're not prepared. But you're saying to your heart, saying to yourself, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to make it in. Well, you better make up your mind very quick, amen, because, amen, Jesus comes. Suddenly he's going to come and take his church out of here. Even the world ain't going to know. Proverbs 20 and 27, oil is the source of the light, and it represents the work of the Holy Spirit to bring salvation and light to the human spirit by the new birth. God has given us scripture insight into the matter in the book of Exodus. And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure olive oil, beaten for the light to cause the lamp to burn always. In Exodus, they bring thee pure olive oil, beaten, that it may be, amen, burn always. This was a perpetuous lamp, a light. That was to burn continuously in the tabernacle. It was to be fueled by oil from pure olive that was beaten and crushed. A perfect parallel of the Lord Jesus Christ being beaten and crushed for our sin to bring us salvation. Jesus was beaten and he he was crushed to bring us salvation. 
The lamp was to burn continuously in the tabernacle to represent eternal salvation, which came through the stripes, the bruise, and the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, he 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 lived forever. The bridegroom, Hallelujah. In this parable, scene to be been foreshadowing Jesus coming for the church. Those who rejected his righteousness have no light of salvation. If you reject the righteousness of Jesus, you have no light of salvation. Whether you Jew or Gentile, you ain't got no light. Jesus is our only word. Says, you must be born again. Every human being on this earth, amen. They, if you're going to get into the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. You must repent of all of your sins and come godly sorrow. You must have a broken heart and a contrite spirit and tell the Lord, I'm sorry for sinning against you. There are many born-again Jews who have the light of life and are looking for Christ to appear for the church. Keep your lamp burning. In this lesson, amen. The instruction of Jesus gave, amen, in St. Luke 12, 35 through 46, seems to be for those who are not prepared when the rapture takes place. But I saved during the last three and one half years of the tribulation. Those saved in the first three and one half years seem to be raptured right after the middle tribulation. Read Revelation 7, 9 through 19. Let your mind be girl about and your life shining. Well, your life money. And ye yourself like unto men that waiteth for their Lord when he will return from the wedding. Then that when he come and not, they may open unto him immediately. When the Lord come and not on your door, oh, make sure you are ready. This is Dr. Moore in his cell saying, God bless you. Jesus is coming. And to the hands of my announcement. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We say thanks again to thank you. Until some, until next week. God bless you and enjoy your weekend. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar, and you'll get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.